Hello and welcome to the Steel Man podcast. My name is Angela Anthony. And my name is Faith Ramirez. And uh, to give some background about why we wanted to do this podcast and why we decided to name it the Steel Man podcast, we should first define what a straw man is, actually. So a straw man, as defined by Google, is an intentionally misrepresented proposition that is set up because it is easier to defeat than an opponent's real argument. An example would be if I walk into the office and I tell Angela, Angela, you're spending way too much money on office supplies. And my response would be, what are you, crazy? Of course we have to buy office supplies. You want to you wanna stop spending any money on office supplies? So this would be an example of a straw man argument because I'm not actually attacking her real position. The opposite of this is a steel man. So, or steel manning. So what steel manning means would be when... If I'm having a discussion with someone and I do everything in my power to make sure that I'm arguing against their real position, their true position. And not only that, I would actually try to bolster their position in any way that I can. Because the ultimate goal of steel manning in any argument would be to come closer to the truth. And that's what we're aiming for in this podcast. So uh, to give a quick intro about who we are, so you guys know who's going to be talking. uh, My name is Angela, obviously, as I said. uh, And I... I'm a libertarian, and the way that I define libertarian is that I uh, I pretty much support small government in everything. So whether that comes to fiscal policy or social policy, I believe that the government should stay out of our lives. I'm also a uh, practitioner of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a blue belt. I've been practicing for about two years. Um, I love it. That's a big part of my life. Uh, and I also am a huge podcast consumer, uh, to just name a few names so that you guys kind of get an idea of where I'm coming from. I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, Hardcore History, Jocko Willink, Ben Shapiro, The Fifth Column, Megan Kelly, Michael Shermer, and, and a whole bunch more. Um, I also love reading. My favorite author is C.S. Lewis. I think that he is maybe the one, top one or two uh, biggest influences in my, in my intellectual thinking. And my name is Faith Ramirez. Um, I have not yet determined exactly where I am in politics. Um, I'm definitely not so much to the left, but I definitely agree with uh, a lot of different points that they do have. I'm also very open-minded. I, I definitely get to see where other people's thoughts are. I'm also really strongly opinionated, and I've met a lot of different characters in my short 21 years of living so i think i can uh look from a lot of different viewpoints so with with those intros being made uh i think i'll I'll just kind of explain the the format that we want to do and of course you know we're just going to try to see where this leads us we don't really have a set format but what we're thinking we'll do is that each day we'll have a topic or two that we're going to try to explore as fully as we can and uh uh I guess today the first topic will be actually drug use. So we, um, we've we actually had this conversation, uh, I think, a few times before. But, but really the topics that we want to talk about today are really the first question would be, should hard drugs remain legal? So obviously that would be anything, you know, from meth to cocaine and stuff like that. And obviously as a libertarian, I actually don't even know where I... Uh, where I fall on this issue 100% because I believe that who is anyone to tell anyone else the substances they can put in their body. The only thing that I know is would be an issue would be when externalities are called are caused. So essentially if 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 a drug causes someone to be violent, you know, maybe maybe we should consider doing something about that. But I also don't know if if that you know, maybe we shouldn't even 
regulate drug use in that. Maybe we should just uh, hold people responsible for their actions. And that actually leads us into the second part of this this issue, which is drunk driving. So should it be illegal or should individuals simply be held responsible for the consequences of their actions? So essentially, should we, as a society, should we have the disincentive of of disincentivizing people to to drive drunk so if someone gets pulled over and they have a blood alcohol content of whatever it is should that be a criminal offense or should should they simply be held responsible if they get into a car accident or do something irresponsible um so faith do you have any thoughts about that about how i set it up no i think you set it up pretty well um if you'd like to jump right into it yeah so um so like i said i think that i am pretty um i'm pretty unsure about how i think of it because obviously we've had very different backgrounds when it comes to this topic i don't personally know too many people that have been addicted to very hard substances and i think that may inform the way that i'm thinking about this issue but i tend more towards the idea that maybe we should uh just hold people accountable for the consequences of their actions so for example if there is a drug that makes people violent who are we to tell them that they can or can't put that substance in their body? But but if it does make them violent, they should be held responsible for that. I um I don't agree. I think that no one should be just freely I'm sorry, no one should be able to just walk into a convenience store and purchase drugs. I think um like obviously there's the biggest the biggest thing right now is like everyone wants, you know, Okay, why can't weed be legal? Why can't weed be legal? And I actually, I, I, I don't disagree with weed being legal, but I don't care for it. I, I don't, I don't smoke weed, but I know a lot of people that do. But uh, and weed honestly doesn't really make anybody violent or anything. So there is that argument where a lot of people say it should be legal, but also there is a fear that if weed's legal. What's the next drug that everybody's going to want to start doing and start making legal? Okay, so maybe let me explain some of the arguments for decriminalization, especially that libertarians would make. Um, I think that one of the arguments is that um, that actually when you decriminalize drugs, it actually makes those drugs safer. So I'm sure you've heard a whole bunch of stories and maybe even know people who... Um, who have taken drugs they bought from you know their dealer or whatever or the dealer of a friend and it's laced with something else you know maybe it's laced with fentanyl maybe you know actually there's a a, a very prominent political figure named eric bowling that his son unfortunately died from a xanax laced with with um with fentanyl which is heartbreaking so a kid who buys one pill dies because uh, he buys an illegal drug or he buys a drug that's actually legal, but he bought it in an illegal way. So so the point is, the argument would be essentially that that if you decriminalize the drugs, it actually makes it more safe because then you could have it like, for example, booze. No one's making moonshine in their bathtubs anymore. Right. Why is that? Because it's legal. So you can just go to any convenience store and you'd be able to buy a bottle of alcohol knowing full well that okay this is a reputable company that manufactured this i feel safe that it's not laced with something that i'm unaware of whereas if you go to a guy who's making booze moonshine out of his bathtub you have no idea what's in that booze does that make sense so does that argument make sense i i definitely agree with that point um i do think like if meth and cocaine and all these different drugs um were sold in a store that there's less 
likely chances that mm. they they could die from it because of different chemicals and whatever things it could mixed. be. Yeah. yeah, things that will be mixed in there. But um, but it, it, honestly, I, I don't think that matters because there's no way that you can make meth and cocaine and heroin a safer drug. Mm. You know, all, all that. The only thing that makes it safe is for the person doing it. But I, I think the biggest point around people not um, being able to do cocaine, heroin, and meth, it's not even for them or their safety. Uh, you're right. You're completely right. I mean, who are we to tell them that they can't, you know, kill themselves, that they can't make do a drug that makes them be the way that they are? But we are, we have to... I, I feel like as a as a community together, we have to make sure that we stop people from hurting other people mm. like that that's our responsibility i don't think uh, honestly you know if if someone drinks you know ten gallons of alcohol like uh, that's none of our business we can't tell them anything they decide to die in that moment you know it's unfortunate yes but but if if we give them meth and or we allow it to happen and then they go and murder seven people or they go and and even if it's an accident even if it's they're not you know all there they don't completely understand what they're doing you know i i also feel like okay so so let's explore that example that's actually a good example so what if the person does drink 10 gallons of alcohol right and miraculously somehow they don't die what if they do commit an act of violence that's what i'm arguing they should be accountable for that act of violence against another human regardless of if they drank the alcohol or not but alcohol and and let's say as an example heroin are completely different alcohol whatever some people can get angry while doing it but um but it doesn't it doesn't make it bad alcohol in reality is not bad it's just gives you a little bit of a a whatever feeling some people may explain you know a good feeling uh make them feel however whatever but um but heroin on the other hand heroin makes you like actually i i asked a friend one time you know how, like you, you know you're always shooting heroin in your arm like how does that feel you know like what do you what does it feel what, what's that feeling that's so good that you'd lose your kids over that and, and she couldn't really explain it but just some of the things she was saying, she said that she felt like God, that that she felt like she heard colors, and she, and she said obviously like it sounds stupid, but it it's hard to explain a feeling, you know. But but whenever you have a feeling that way, and you feel like God, and you feel like all these things, like it, you you're obviously delusional. You're obviously not yourself in that moment. Okay, it's so, like an out of body experience. Okay, so I'm not sure if you've heard this stat, but I believe, and I heard this from Jordan Peterson, I believe that he said that 50 percent of I'm sorry, if you are going to either murder someone or you're going to be murdered, there's a 50 percent chance likelihood that you are drunk if you're going to be murdered or if you're going to do murdering. So there's a 50 percent chance. So. If that's true, then why should booze be legal? I'm sorry. Why? Yeah, why should booze be legal if there's so many murders that are fifty percent of the murders are essentially are connected to alcohol? I think um, I don't know how to completely explain uh, my view on this, but um, I think alcohol is just a drink. There's a difference whenever 
something so like so powerful is going inside your body and completely like changing your mind on everything you're just not yourself Alcohol, what about what about when when people black out when they've been drinking too much yeah that's a that's another point as well i mean alcohol does have some of those same things but i feel like it's does not have the same effect like i i've uh like whatever i've been around you while you've been extremely drunk and i've been around people that are extremely high on heroin you know and i've never ever felt unsafe while you were drunk but every single time anybody is but but let me ask you is that maybe not a consequence of the people that you've been around you think there's any circumstance where you might feel unsafe with someone like me honestly i don't think that matters i don't think i mean like yeah whatever the person but i also don't believe that i i I was around someone and i felt completely safe completely you know completely happy i've never felt afraid of them Mm. but then seeing them on that uh, certain drugs Mm. was so scary i I feared for my own life you know Mm. uh like i I don't think there's a difference with you okay i think the difference is that that you wouldn't do those drugs Mm. okay that's a good point i think that um that this leads to another um very important topic when we are discussing this which is what leads people to do drugs in the first place and i think that that is a very influential factor when when we talk about these things because what you just said is actually true i don't think i would ever do these drugs and i think uh actually another another point from jordan peterson is he essentially describes mice where and i I, i'm not 100 percent familiar with the study but essentially he was saying that if you have mice that are living in a particular colony and they are very well adjusted socially they have a lot of social connections and they have a lot of um like all their needs are being met and they're completely fulfilled in all the normal mice ways or whatever um they they essentially even if you offer whatever drugs to them they they maybe would try it but they're not going to get addicted now if you have another mouse that's in a a cage where they're all alone and they're constantly living in a state of anxiety and their needs being unmet essentially if you give any cocaine to that mouse like that mouse is automatically essentially automatically going to get addicted to that cocaine and i think that maybe the real issue is the reasons why people turn to drugs because if I wasn't living in a certain situation, you know, where I didn't have my parents in the house, where I was being betrayed by multiple people, by the people closest to me, yeah, I can see myself getting addicted real quick. But if you're in a situation where you have people who care about you and love you, I'm not saying this is 100% of the time, but I think it's more likely for people to do these drugs when when they're in a difficult situation. And again, I'm not saying that this is 100% of the time. I'm not saying that all drug addicts came from from bad backgrounds but i think the overwhelming majority of the time it is because they have difficult things going on in their life that they don't know how to cope with and this is their oblivion and again oh and another point i wanted to say was that even if you're making an an argument a libertarian argument that these drugs should be legal it doesn't mean that i support these drugs use the 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 use of these drugs so that doesn't mean i'm gonna go around promoting for myself and my friends to be shooting up heroin every weekend it just means that i don't think that the government has a place to tell us what we can put it in our body i agree with that as well um so i agree with your entire point of the the mice and and, um you know uh people that come from a bad background and and a lot of you know i think that's 100 percent true 
Like, most of the people that are out there on the streets right now, you know, have had so many different difficult times in their life. But also, I would argue that everyone, not just people that have grown up with all of that, some, like, normal people, people that have the love and everything now, those people have once not felt like they've had it all. Does that make sense? Like, no one 100% of their life has all good. Even the people that have people around them now, um, I don't know how to how to give an example. Um, as, of, as of right now, I'll give myself an, as an example. As of right now, I am completely happy, you know? I, I have whatever I want. I, I go kayaking in my pool. <laughs> I go, you know, shopping whenever I want. And, and it's not even about the money, you know? It's, it's just about the fact that I have people around me that love me and that, that uh, make want to make sure that I'm okay. But at a time, I wasn't, you know? I, I wasn't in that happy spot. But what if I had started doing meth then? Mm. I wouldn't even be, yeah. be able to become the person I am now, you know? I, like, whenever you start, you know, doing meth and all those things, become a completely different person to where you're not able to even keep a relationship with anybody. Not even mm. your children, not even your parents, yeah. not even the people yeah. that do love you. Yeah. Like, I've seen drug addicts constantly break every single relationship, even okay. a relationship with me. Yeah. You know, and people, like, and, and I know for a fact, as myself, I know that I loved that person, you know? Mm. And I, I wanted the best for that person, but they completely destroyed the relationship, and then also that's not their fault. Okay, so let me ask you something. Um, and this is actually a genuine question because I don't know. Do you think that it would be... Uh, why, why do you think they're still able to access these drugs if it's illegal right now? Well, the fact that, that, it, the fact that it's illegal is not stopping them from doing the drugs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another true thing, but we can't fix that. It, that that's unfixable. Um, the the so, fact so, that the, that somebody would sell it, that's unfixable. The fact that everyone is going to go through hard times, that's unfixable. And actually, sorry, a peripheral point that I want to point out with this too is that not only are people still doing the drugs, but look at the black market. And this is another argument, and and I don't want to keep jumping around from argument to argument, but but another argument would be that you know the 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 drug cartels that are selling these drugs that are distributing these drugs there's a lot of crime and suffering that is caused by the mere fact of it being illegal on that end too so on the mere fact of of you know whatever drug cartels uh if they you know if they have a lot of power in a particular town you know in whatever country and um and they like they might roll through the town you know committing whatever murder crime rape whatever that they can because they have so much power and so much money because of the drug selling I mean, we've also we now we not only have the addicted person here in this country, but maybe we have a whole slew of other crimes com- being committed in the other country. Does that make sense? So, th- so there's so now where there could just be someone in theory walking into a store and buying a drug off the shelf. They know it's safe. There's no crime involved in that process. So now there's no drug cartel committing crimes on the back end as well. D- does that make sense too? That does make sense, but uh, but like I said, you know, there's a lot of different, there's a there's not even a lot of different people that done different drugs. Uh, I I know a lot of different people that done each and every drug. I know a lot of different meth heads. A lot of different meth heads uh, don't like. Some of them don't even give a shit about the crime. Nobody feels like, oh, I just want to commit a crime right now. They're they're just they're they're just regular people like me and you, 
that unfortunately you just can't get over. Wait, I'm sorry. To clarify, the, the crowd I'm talking about is the drug cartels that are distributing the 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 drugs does that make sense so if there's a drug cartel that has a lot of money because they're selling here in the u.s and they're back in whatever you know whatever country it is let's say mexico if they're in mexico then Why they have mexico? a whole lot is there uh, an issue with, uh, uh, this is just for some clarification faith is mexican you guys <laughs> and uh i'm feeling highly offended right now <laughs> um so uh, let's just say Mexico, if they're, you know, if they're doing a whole bunch of things to smuggle the drugs over the border, is not creating a whole lot of suffering on both sides of the border in addition to the suffering that's being created here? Do, do you understand the argument at least? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't understand you at first. I wasn't really, um, but now I understand what you're saying. Um... So, so I, I guess what I'm saying is the, the fact of these drugs being illegal is, number one, not going to stop uh the person from doing the drugs in the first place it's also not it's also going to create a whole bunch of other externalities meaning the uh crime and horror that's created by these drug cartels that are the ones trafficking and distributing these drugs i agree but i also think that it does lessen the chances of most people you know just going out and getting whatever drug so maybe there's let's just say out of 100 people maybe there's 10 people or or not not even probably like five five people that are out there looking for meth and heroin out of out of out of 100 but if everything was legal if everyone was able to just try it whatever they wanted to um maybe it might be 10 and even if it's 10 and it doesn't, out of 100, it still makes a huge difference because there's five more people out there. I guess it's true in some sense because if you do completely normalize some of these drugs, I mean, I could see, you know, just the average Joe just walking into a store and buying these things. And just to try it. And just yeah. to try it. Yeah. You know, especially someone who's just uneducated but again, in, in maybe, drugs. But again, maybe know? there would be, you know, instead of just having... I mean, I don't know. And again, I'm just trying to come up with arguments, again, to steal men. But what if there was, like, a very small dose of something? Like, you know, like, even when people do mushrooms or whatever, you're not going to start with a huge dose of something. Like, you do even things like microdosing, you know? So if people want to experiment with these drugs, what if they like the drug to a very small degree? You know, so maybe that, that those things could be, you know, for, for lack of a better word, regulated. And I don't mean regulated by the government. I mean regulated by the market. What if these things are regulated in the sense that, you know, maybe the demand for these things is not in, you know, a huge dose to make you unconscious for however long and be and, and put, put you in a position to make, you know, other people feel unsafe for their life? What if you could just have a small micro dose of whatever these drugs are? Because, again, who are we to tell other people what to put in their bodies? Yeah, but if you're concerned, maybe maybe it, I mean, and tell me if I'm wrong, but maybe your concern is that like once you start doing these drugs, it's hard to go back. Is that right? Yeah, that's my number one concern. I think uh, I think there's no small dosage dosage of heroin. That's what, mm. that, that's uh, that's what I think. A hundred percent. There's just no there's no way I can stick a needle in your arm and just put like one fourth of whatever is in there, and mm. you're not gonna be completely fucked up. Because maybe, maybe it'll alter. Yeah, it'll alter It'll, it'll my completely brain. change your entire life. It doesn't matter if it's even just one drip. You know, like I I think yeah okay whatever. We shouldn't tell people what they can and can't do. I and if they want to do heroin, go go find a drug dealer. Go get yourself arrested. But as soon as they start. They need to be arrested because now because now they're out there running around whenever they they could like, you know, 
they can murder someone. They can walk into someone's house. They can feel like God and and, and think that they can kidnap people and do whatever. And obviously, like, they're not going to be able to get away with it. But but it's like we just can't have that chance, you know? We can't but, have but five is, more people what, in the world but what is putting likely them, to do it. But what is putting them in a cage going to accomplish? I mean, if... I think maybe it might be a bad example, but I'm just going to go ahead and compare it to this. If if there's a dog that is completely aggressive and is endangering all the kids around, I mean, the cage pretty much prevents that from happening, you know? And I don't want to compare people what to if, dogs either. But what if either. the dog hasn't done anything? But if the dog is barking and growling and, and coming this close away from the baby, I mean, like, how can you... Like, you have to prevent it. I mean, we we should not ever wait until it's too late, you know? We shouldn't wait until yeah, then, half then, America so, so, is all, everyone's been beaten, raped, and murdered, and then and then say, okay, yeah, obviously, it was a bad then, idea. Okay, so what do you want to do? Uh, put people in jail for crimes they would have committed? What do you mean? Like, if someone just, if someone starts doing a drug, right? And, you know, you're you're essentially saying that they make people feel uncomfortable and they are acting aggressively, but what if they never commit a crime? I guess that's what I'm I'm trying to get to. And I'm, okay. not, and I'm, and I'm I, not saying- I I I definitely see a point with that, but I also think um it's not that black and white. No one gets shoots up heroin, gets caught, and then goes to jail for twenty years, you know? I mean they're, they're, you're able to get help like uh they they offer, you know, help to go and stop um like like AA, they offer all these different treatments. That way, you stop doing drugs. Uh, I okay. L- l- let me give another example that maybe is also uh, would also inform this possibly. The uh, uh, I heard this, and I'm not 100 percent sure about this, but I heard that there's a, a few countries in in Europe, I think, that actually decriminalize prostitution. So what they did, because obviously here prostitution is illegal. So you know, if you get caught soliciting a prostitute, you're essentially gonna be prosecuted for that. But what they did in Europe or whatever countries these were is they said, okay, we're going to treat it like the woman uh, who is the prostitute is a victim, essentially. So maybe uh, maybe just along those lines, what if instead of arresting people, we just put them in rehab or something? Maybe if we like send them to rehab right away okay if you're addicted to drugs you know but but again uh, maybe that's if that's court mandated again that's the government telling people what they can and can't put in their body so if you're telling me i can't take a small dose of whatever drug you see what i'm saying so so again i i don't know that i, I feel very uncomfortable putting people in cages for nonviolent offenses i i, I and, agree and again, that it again, is a difficult I, I agree that it is a difficult thing um to to wrap your brain around like, let's say that you have a family member. Let's say, actually, you know, let, let's say me and you, right? I end up doing one thing of meth, and then I'm in jail, you know? And then it pisses you off, okay? Like, uh, why, why is she in jail right now? You know, that shouldn't have happened. Whatever, she, like, uh, she shouldn't have been doing it, but who cares, you know? Uh, like, she shouldn't be in jail right now. But actually, I think I should be in jail. Because I would never want to hurt you or anybody around me, you know? And I don't realize that at the time. But me, the sane me, says I would never want to hurt anybody around me. And and then a lot of people also argue, like, uh, um, how often, you know, do you hear of a meth head hurting someone? Actually, it's so common. People just don't know about it because it's always within family, within the people around them, you know? And that's, I think, the most difficult thing. 
I think that mm. you should not be allowed to do something that can harm the people around you. You know, you you can do whatever you'd like to yourself, and but but you just can't hurt. But the but that comes you. back to the uh, I think the argument that I made at the beginning, which or the the topic that I raised, which was essentially the same idea as drunk driving. Yeah, should drunk driving be illegal in and of itself, or should if you get into an accident, does that like is that really the thing that should be prosecuted? I I think because at that, the end of the day, I don't. At the end of the day, I feel very uncomfortable with things like potential crimes prosecuting potential crimes so if if we're making the rationale that the government has a vested interest in making sure that people don't commit potential crimes i feel very uncomfortable with that because what other potential crimes are they going to try to say that you know they they have a vested interest in in regulating you know like thought crimes okay well if you have this thought well it might lead to this so you you know if you have this thought you can't express this opinion because what if it leads to that this that and the other we just i i feel very uncomfortable with the idea of 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 prosecuting people for crimes they haven't yet committed i agree that that is you know a difficult thing to to see because you don't understand it you know but my my take on it is that we shouldn't wait we shouldn't wait until it's too late and i think that's actually something i've thought about for a long time since i was a kid even like um like a lot of different just different situations whenever like it, it's I don't even know how to fully explain it but I, I've seen a lot of different situations where people have tried to go to the cops and say listen this is happening this is happening and this isn't happening and I'm afraid you know and mm. then they say well you know we can't we can't do anything about it you know mm. like, until a crime is actually until, committed yeah yeah and, and that's actually one of the worst feelings in the world right because right, right. you you know. Right, right, right. You know what's going to happen. And, like, like, if I had a huge, you know, pit bull and and the pit bull is barking and stuff like that, wouldn't it just be easier to put the put the pit bull in the cage and then and then later take him to some kind of training to where he's better fit to be around, you know, kids and different people? I mean, that's a lot better than having him like having him attack another person and then having to like you know like there's no going back there's no going back now it's going to the hospital now there's a permanent scar and all these different things it's like it could have been prevented just by trying to help the dog you know not trying to you know but that's actually kind of what i'm advocating too because again i'm saying that maybe we shouldn't lock these people in a cage maybe they if anything maybe they should just be mandatory rehab yeah, which there is, you know, like there, the there is mandatory rehab, but you know, if you're if you're doing, if you have like twelve cases of heroin with you and and you're you're driving around, I mean, you should be arrested. You should be arrested because that that starts the process to sending you to rehab to people actually examining and and looking and, and okay, watching listen, you but, to but, see how okay. you are. So maybe let's say okay, if the if the let let's say what's an ideal world right now the 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 cops are you know pretty much responsible for enforcing all of these things but what would it be in an ideal world to me an ideal world is you have a community you have a community a local ideally a local community because those are the people that you feel most connected with the people that you have uh, you actually have a vested interest you you share you share a an interest in making sure that your local community is doing well because that's where you physically live you know um so I think that from from like I think that most social issues should be 
addressed at the local level like that for example if you're involved in a church or you're involved even in your local schools or in whatever your city council whatever it is you know it's like people in those positions should be the ones helping each other you know it's like it's like this whole notion of like taking a check from from the federal government you don't feel a sense of obligation to do everything you can to uh to make sure that that you are using that money wisely because it just came from some faceless bureaucratic institution whereas if you are part of a local community and you know the four people that wrote you a check and you have to see them every week you're gonna have a sense of of feeling that wow these people i know what this guy does i know he's a banker i know he works his ass off to to feed his family i know he works you know to to he busts his ass to do everything he can whatever and he decided to give me out of the kindness of his heart because he knows that i was suffering that he knows i'm having a hard time he decided to give me 200 dollars. whatever you feel a sense of wow, like I really have a responsibility to these people. And I think it's in a culture like that, in a community like that, where we have to do the most work. And I think that this whole idea of the government expanding so much now, where we just think that the government has a responsibility to do everything, everything from low-level policing, like even in that situation, you know what I thought of when you were saying about, you know, you go to the cops, someone goes to the cops because they feel uncomfortable because, you know, someone is on drugs and they're maybe threatening them, maybe, maybe making threatening behaviors towards them, you know, really, at the end of the day, what should happen is that the community should rally around that person and, and go confront that guy and say, what the hell, what the hell are you doing? Why does the government have to step in? It should be the local community that's policing itself, essentially. And the community, if they feel uncomfortable with someone's behavior, should be able to band together and say, we're not going to tolerate that behavior in our community. And that's how it should be. Because who, again, who is the faceless government to come in and say, these are the rules that we have decided that you have to adhere to. Now, if a local community has come together and they say, here are the rules we have decided to adhere to as a community, that's completely different. That's why I think that the, the idea of federalism, the idea of having 50 different states is so beautiful because you have states like California who are run uh, uh, you know, by completely like democratic leaders and all that stuff. And that's fine. They, they can do that. But then you have places like here in Florida where you have a governor who's insistent on freedom. You have a governor who's insistent on not allowing you know, things like uh, the, the, the mask mandates and things like that. So you have different cultures. You have different... You have different essentially ethos or whatever of how you live your life and i think that's exactly how we should sort ourselves if you want to live in a state where you know you're getting taxed so that way you can help the poor in theory then you could move to california i think that's shown itself to be a disaster but you can move to a state like that or look how many people are coming to florida right now look how many people are going to texas so does that make sense i think that at the end of the day i'm trying to get to what is ideally the system that should be to me the system should be local communities helping each other policing itself and you know what i a hundred percent agree that that's the ideal world but are we really gonna get to that now you know that's a good point yeah that's a good point and i and i i think you're completely right that that does sound amazing you know that that sounds great that the community will step in and care about one person, you know, and then care, you know, and then each person is is taken care of. Each person feels comfortable. Each person feels happy. Then that will, you know, lead to less crime, less, you know, less drug use, yet less all of it. But, but you know, in the meantime, in the meantime, what about you know, what about those kids that that are locked up in their room and, and their parents are doing a whole bunch of drugs, you know? Well, what about those families that, that, that don't have a good community right now? 
Right, you know? right, right. Like, I think we have to do whatever it takes. Yeah, you whatever know, it takes yes, and anything yes. it takes. If we have to lock up um, one guy because you can tell he was obviously on heroin while he was driving and he wasn't doing anything, then we will in order to keep anyone and everyone safe, you know? And and because it, 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 we can't wait for it to be too late. Those kids, those kids that are in those situations right now, they will grow up. And, and mm, yeah. I, I don't believe that it's, I don't believe that it's for sure that they're going to be drug addicts, but I do believe that the chances are way higher and that's taking away yeah. a life. Yeah. You know, where obviously it's not murder, but it, you've destroyed their life. One little, yeah. like just the fact that some kid has to see their parents on so many drugs and they decide to take a drug, their life is ruined. That's it. You know, there's no coming back from that. There's there's just no coming back. But okay, but I would ask you. I agree, a hundred percent. No disputes there. I would just ask you. So is having their parent thrown into jail gonna help them? Yes. How? How would it help them? I mean, I I, I know that nothing is perfect. You know, the government is not perfect. And, and actually, you know, I, I agree that you know the government shouldn't be saying okay, everyone has to wear masks, everyone has to do this, everyone has to do that. I don't agree with that. But I do agree that we need to set some kind of rules whenever it does come to drugs that do make it more dangerous for the people around them and and those kids and, and don't, those don't, kids don't, don't get me wrong because maybe in those positions I, I guess the point i'm trying to make so just so you're clear so you can respond to my actual point is that i don't think i'm, I'm not sure that those parents should necessarily be thrown in jail but those parents should definitely not continue to have access to their children i think so that they it, should maybe, be thrown in jail I think but, that, but 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 again, my point is that maybe the kids need to be taken away. That maybe okay. that that's my so, point. So 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 look, maybe. The kids are taken I'm away. Maybe. But but then where are they? You know, they're homeless. They're walking around in the streets. Their their other children are watching them from their car. You know, while they're driving by. I mean, uh, other people. I mean, whenever they they lose their house because actually some of the 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 craziest thing is most meth heads with children are the ones that are most likely to get off of drugs, you know? But but in those cases where they just get their kids taken away and they're led to do whatever they want, they don't want to do anything else. They have no purpose. The, I mean, the drug is the number one thing that they want. So if you lose your kid, and, and I've actually seen this, just to set an example, you know, of course without telling any names, you lose your kids, then you lose your house because you don't care. Then you decide, okay, whatever, I'm going to live with the drug dealer because who cares? And then you get kicked out of there because nobody on drugs can keep a relationship unless, you know, they're, the other person is getting something in return, you know? And, and, and then they lose their house and then, and then they're on the street and then they really need meth and they don't have money. And of course they can't get a job because you just can't. It's not even that it's impossible. It's possible. But you'll lose it, you know, like when, when you stop showing up, whenever you start stealing from the cash register. I mean, meth heads just can't have a job. Their life is completely destroyed. Uh, and then they start going into people's houses, you know? And, and then and they're going into every single community just doing whatever they want because they have no responsibilities, you know? So that that, that causes a way bigger issue, you know? like It's like the dog is being really aggressive. Okay, just take them away from the people that it's going to hurt, that, that the dog's going to hurt, and just throw them like in the woods or something. Or, or just leave them there, or, or, or we leave, or whatever the case may be. But the dog will find his way to other people. And then, now what? Now there's a dog running around? When, on the other hand, what we could do <coughs> is, whatever, give him, like, what, 30 days in jail? 
maybe even a year in jail. And then, but what should happen to the kids when the parents go to jail? Well, obviously, foster care I think is obviously not a perfect process, but I do think that it's something that could help all kids. So I guess, um, and actually, as you were describing that scenario, I think what was coming to my mind is that I think that there is, you know, because this is a notion that I've thought about for a long time, um, and especially even when you look at like the biblical context, you know, you, you see like the Old Testament and essentially God giving the people, the Israelites, a perfect law, right? So he says, essentially, follow these commandments, right? And... He says, if you follow these, your life is going to be pretty easy. I'm going to bless you. You know, all these things. If you don't follow them, I will curse you. Whatever, all these things. When Jesus came, he essentially did not... He did not, again, demand perfect adherence to all these commandments. Essentially, what he demanded was adherence to the spirit of the commandments. Essentially, love. So, I'm not sure that it's possible. My point is that I'm not sure that it's possible to have every detail outlined in the law how it is that people need to behave and how it is that they're going to be prosecuted when they misbehave or when they step out of line i think that the solution is individuals doing their best to determine okay i have this difficult situation in front of me let me sit down with some of my friends let me sit down with some of my family members and and figure out what we should do in this situation and carefully consider the consequences because i'm just not sure that that we could come up with a system and and for all you know for all of our talks and however long it's been you know we're we're at you know 40 minutes now i'm not sure that we can come up with a system that is going to solve all these things now i don't know what we're going to do short of this and i think that we have to keep it practical but my point is that i think that I don't know. I think that we have to take responsibility for ourselves and the people in our lives. I agree. And and I and I and I'm not sure that like I don't know. I think I I guess what I'm trying to say is that the ultimate solution I I continue to tr- to to come to this conclusion in every realm possible is that the proper solution is individuals taking responsibility. And that means taking responsibility for your family, taking responsibility for your friends, taking responsibility for your community. You know, and uh, I'm not even sure if my point is making sense. I, I, I do get what you're saying, um, but I also... I guess, I'm just, I guess I'm the... just lamenting the fact that, that these, like, I'm not sure that we can come to uh, an ideal solution to these things, given that people are just going to do whatever they want. And they're going to abuse their kids. And they're going to not be there for their kids. They're going to neglect their kids. Yeah. They're going to hurt other people. They're going to steal from other people. We ultimately can't stop that. All we can do is work on building a community where they don't have the need to do that. And for the people that choose to do that, so be it. We'll, we'll meet out punishments. But but let us build a community where people don't feel the need to do those things. And they actually feel connected to the community. I agree. But, um, but I'm also looking at it from the viewpoint that uh, a lot of these people, especially the ones already on drugs and the people wanting to do drugs or anybody, they don't, they just don't have that. You know, they don't have... Yeah, yeah. They, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. And, and it's, it's difficult, especially once you're already on the drug. I mean, I, I've known, like, like I said, going back to that, that uh, person that was on drugs and, and really wanted to come back from it, uh, they burnt every single relationship with everybody, their family, their friends. And when I tell you a lot more people than most people have around them. Like, like I have, like, I, I don't know how many people around me that love and care for me, but this person had more. Not, not in a, 
how, how do I say it? Not in a bad, like, not in a way to say, you know, they, they have more people that cared about them or whatever, but they did for sure. I mean, especially when I was there, um, when I was over there, I was actually living in Georgia. When I was living in Georgia, I mean, I had nobody around me, nobody. The only person that I knew there was my ex. And at the time, my ex had didn't want anything to do with me, you know? So I had absolutely nobody around me, nobody that cared. I mean, there were some people back here in Florida, but absolutely nobody over there cared. This person had families caring for them, uh, their family, other people's family, lots of different people that just wanted to help them. They just weren't able to be helped. And, and it's just because like, it's difficult to build a community and help the people that are already gone, you know? So, so I, I do agree that the community will help anybody before they lead to doing that. But there's no way you can help the people that are already doing that. It's just impossible. I mean, the best that we can do is send them to an AA meeting. Maybe, I, I, don't, I don't think we should lock them away for the rest of their lives, you know? Some people are able to get over it, you know? Some people are able to find the help that they need, but... I, I'm... I think that I may be approaching this issue with a certain lack of uh, experience in this issue. Yes. But I might th- contend that you may be approaching this issue with a certain lack of uh, optimism. Because I've known people who have you know, been addicted and kicked the drugs. Um, and maybe the situations that you've been in, you haven't really seen the bright side. And you haven't seen people... 20 30 years clean and sober i have I, i've seen all those people as well i've, I've seen people and i'm not sure how you can say that there's no helping those people i think there is definitely I, I, helping I think, those people. i think there is helping those people i i i may have, i may have sounded you know a little too harsh i think there is helping those people it, it's possible but it it's very difficult does that make sense? Of course. But, like it's just way too. But, but I would I would contend than just a community coming around them because that person had a community. You know that person had multiple different people that wanted that that was a community. All those people, if you can count all those people together, they they all work together as a community to try to help this person. But what I'm saying is the community can't always help every yes. person. Yes. Oh, totally, totally. You know and. and and I think, but that's why I think each individual has to make that choice for themselves. And I think yeah. that, un- regrettably, some people are just going to make the wrong choices. And there's really nothing we can do to stop them. Nor should we, it, maybe in a strict freedom sense, maybe should we even stop them? Of course, we should stop them. Like we've been discussing, you can't, you have to stop short of hurting other people. But like, there's some people that are just going to choose the wrong path. And they're going to choose whatever. And, and I think that they should be free to do that. You know, but but for most people, I don't think that most people choose that path willingly. I think that a lot of people just they they. You know, they they have difficult circumstances. Maybe their parents were addicted to drugs. Maybe they just had difficult lives, and and like it makes sense. You you just want to numb yourself from from the pain. And, and the reality is, and here's the thing, I think that that at the end of the day, life is 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 crazy. Life is hard. Life is horrific sometimes. And it can get the best of people in a lot of different ways. And it can get it can get people hopeless and resentful and angry. But each of us has to choose how we're gonna respond to our circumstances. And I mean I think you're definitely one to 
like you're you're like a living example of that like you chose and, and even from even before you know you you moved back here to florida and all these things you, you know i you, you told these stories of you just realized in these little micro examples you just you can't be resentful and who's the resentment hurting you know like like a cliche uh christianese saying of you know if you don't forgive someone it's essentially like they're holding a chain that's wrapped around your neck if you're not forgiving someone that 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 has no effect on them that only affects you so i guess what i'm saying is like each individual has to make a choice okay am i gonna let my circumstances define me for the rest of my life or am i going to try to make the best of it and i have admittedly a long way to go and i still feel like that and i never experienced anything like that i i feel like i still have a long way to go but like I'm trying to move in the right direction, I think that's the only thing that matters, right? Like Peterson, one of Peterson's rules in his first book, or in, in his second book, you know, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Okay, what else can we do? What else can we do? All I can do is I just hope that you know, tomorrow I screw up one less time than I did today, and I hope the next day I screw up one less time, and I just hope that every circumstance that 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 approaches me, I can approach it better because of the mistakes I made yesterday. You know, and again, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, maybe this puts a bow on it, I, I don't know. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on it, but I just think that each individual has to make their choices. And if you, and I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe it should be, I think we should do everything we possibly can to disincentivize people to start these drugs. Yeah. I- we should, we should. But but my, my ultimate point is, like, no matter what your circumstance, you have to make your choice. Yeah. About Actually, where you're going to go. I, I think um, I think we agree in, on a lot, a lot of different points that we have. It's just the, the, the major point that that there is that we just find a little bit of dis- disagreement on, which is, you know, I, I agree everyone should make their own choices. And I think with the drug being illegal, people still tend to make those choices for themselves, you know? Uh, the the government can never stop anybody from making their own choice. They can try to prevent it, you know, but but they can't stop them. So if I decided to go do meth right now, I could. It has nothing. It it doesn't matter if it's legal or illegal. It. But I think, what? Why do you have some? Yeah. <laughs> do you want some? <laughs> but um. But I think the the number one thing is just you know trying to prevent the crime that comes with it. Uh, I, I I do agree with you 100%. Everyone should and, and be responsible. I, I would say that maybe even the if if it was legal, the crime would diminish. Yeah, I I just I, I don't agree with that because I be, I guess maybe just because of how much I've seen happen after, you know. But just, but, but just imagine what if what if you didn't have to go to a dealer to get your drugs? That's already a huge interaction has, you don't have to have. That has nothing to I mean like okay, uh, some parents just like they go to their dealer and the child doesn't even see the dealer, you know that whole huge thing. It that that has nothing to do with anything. It just doesn't matter, you know. But I guess my point is like how much crime goes on around the dealer and the dealing. I would guess a lot. Honestly, um, I'd say I don't care too much for the crime. It doesn't even matter, you know. Like, uh, but is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is, but the, but the to cr- prevent the 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 things that happen after you know like uh, the crime okay you know someone going to a sketch why why shouldn't we be concerned about both 
I, I do agree that, you know, there there shouldn't be too much, you know, crime or whatever. But but that's not my biggest worry. There's crime everywhere. But my biggest worry is, like, the, the things that, that can't be prevented, you know? Like, I mean, can't be prevented after those drugs are taken. Like, okay, those kids in the room, you know? Like, the, the kids in the room is really what the entire... What what my entire point is based off of. Does that make sense? Like, I, I think that the drug should be illegal. Not because I don't want the parents to to go to an alleyway whenever they're buying their drugs. But because I want their children or the people that are around them to, to be safe, you know? I, I don't care about what they, they chose to put themselves in that alley. It's up to them, you know? If they want to do meth, do it. But if it's seen... I think that they need to be taken away from the people that they love, you know? And how common is it? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. What's your argument if, if, the, if the... I'm not understanding what you just said. If someone goes to an alley and they chose to put themselves there, what? And a crime happens there? And if they get assaulted or mugged? That should be concerning too, right? Is that... Not to sound insensitive to how they are feeling, but... Although it, it it is uh you know something to worry about, I think that they made that choice. To okay, hold on. Okay, so okay, I I'm with you on your argument, but couldn't you say the same thing about people who continue to associate with with drug addicts? No. Why? Because some people don't have a choice. Why? N- like it's who? Not who doesn't have a choice? If children. you're an adult, you definitely okay. No, children's different. Yeah, I'm talking about adults. I'm talking but, about adults. Yeah, but there's no way we can just talk about adults because you know. Like, what about the adults that are around them and don't care that their kids are around them, you know? What about the adults that are not doing drugs but still want their kids around them because maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a sister, maybe it's a brother, you know? It doesn't matter, you know? We can't allow the people in our community to be exposed to those type of people, the people that chose to to do what they're doing, you know? I, 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 I think that whether it's illegal or or leak whether it's legal or illegal those people will choose to do what they want if i chose to do like i said if i chose to do meth right now i could it's not that difficult to go to an alley and start looking for the most sketchiest looking person and say hey you got some meth you know i'm gonna get it by the end of the night you know but but i shouldn't be allowed to not because of what will happen to me but because of what could happen to the people around me, you know. Mm. What about if I? I if, guess yeah. Yeah. What What about yeah. if I? You know, I took if I decided okay, I'm gonna go pick up my cousins like whatever, and I think my whole you know my whole drug thing is all under control, and then and then uh, and then I get ticked off or mad because I just took a little bit, and, and the baby started crying, and and a whole bunch of colors came out of nowhere that I'm feeling or or whatever they describe this feeling to be. And I beat the kids so bad that she dies, you know? Mm. It's like, we should prevent that as much as we can. I, I don't care for the person that's doing the drug because they made that decision. You know, and I, and I do care for them. I wouldn't want them to, you know? They're all people. But, but my point is just that we need to try to prevent as, the, as many people as we can from doing a drug that can cause them to act in a way that they wouldn't normally act. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that we are at a point where we have um, 
I think we've done a decent amount of justice to both of our positions. Um, I think that actually this notion of... Um, I think this notion is going to come back. I'm sure in, further, in, in other conversations that we have about other topics, this idea of... Because um, essentially I think that your argument boils down to we have to protect people from each other. I think that this is going to come up in other topics. And I think that maybe we can revisit this idea. Because I think that this is ultimately is what this boils down to. This whole discussion. Because I'm not sure. I think you said it earlier. But I don't think that we are... Um, I don't think that we're disagreeing on a whole lot. I think we're disagreeing on a few fundamental things. But we're agreeing on a, on a lot. So I think that maybe we should... Um, revisit this idea again i think we should revisit it later um when we when we discuss other topics um <clears throat> do you have anything else you want to say about this i think that this is a really good conversation no i don't have anything else to add um I, I agree i think it was a pretty good conversation and i will say um for all the listeners out there i uh, obviously i'm really trying to you know, figure out my position. I'm not even sure what I think about this. I'm a libertarian. I generally feel that the government should really not be uh, in the business of telling people what to do. But this is a very concerning topic to me. Obviously, the idea of children, what would happen to children in these circumstances. And I really don't know what to do uh, or what to think about this year, what, what position to hold. So I am open. If you guys, you know, if you guys rate review tell us what you think you know uh send us ideas we're gonna have an email set up for uh for the podcast so that way you guys can tell us your thoughts because we and we're open to talking about topics again you know yeah so whatever you guys you know whatever your thoughts are we'd love to hear it because we're in the business here on this podcast of trying to figure out the best position we're trying to steal men each other's arguments obviously i'm here trying to figure out my own position i'm openly uncertain about what i believe i I have a tentative position but it's tonight was very effectively challenged by faith um and uh so so yeah so guys just let us know what you think and um and we're gonna have some other social media accounts set up so you will we'll give you guys that info maybe in the description or in later podcasts but we're gonna have some some social media set up so you can follow us um, Faith's the social media guru of the two of us. I pretty much post maybe one thing a year, so it's probably not going to be me posting too much. But yeah, that'll uh, be handled all by me. <laughs> so we'll let you know where to go to to interact with us. But definitely, you can email us. That's definitely something I want to set up and definitely rate and review, so that way we can know, you know, what you guys are thinking. Um, so yeah, so I guess until next time, this is and, been- and just to add uh, one thing, I just wanted to make it pretty clear. Um, I don't, I don't think any drugs have ever come from. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> we had to defend her people there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think no one, no one from Mexico has ever even done drugs. I don't even think. I, I think that uh, the border has always made sure. That I think we should just. It's a, it's a very secure border. Yeah, down yeah. There. It's like no one's ever like. Honestly, we don't even know what drugs are. To be honest with you, it's like that. This whole idea around like Mexicans bringing drugs in, I, I'm not sure where that came from. But uh, I gotta go. Um, I gotta go across the border really fast. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been the first episode of the Steel Man podcast. We will see you next time.